Okay, fam, good morning. That's Ryan Cozy. Hope everybody's doing well. This is January the 11th, and I uh, got a few thoughts on my mind I want to talk about today. Coffee, culture, crypto, and change. I'm going to incorporate all those here this morning. Uh, in terms of coffee, shout out to local coffee producer Grounds for Thought here in Bowling Green, Ohio. I am partaking in a hazelnut blend of coffee this morning that they have so finely ground for my coffee pot. Shout out to Grounds for Thought. If you're in Bowling Green or Northwest Ohio in general, or you want some uh, coffee shipped to you, go ahead and go to Grounds for Thought online, and I bet you you can place an order, get some good coffee. So uh, yeah, recommend them highly. Good cup of coffee. So uh, that's what I'm drinking today. Uh, it's good stuff. And uh, Grounds for Thought is always a go-to here in BG. I want to talk with you a little bit about um, kind of just uh, the pace of change within culture connected to crypto. Uh, and I want to use a particular aspect of this that really is near and dear to me because of uh, what I used to do. So uh, I used to faith-based nonprofit work. Uh, I was, I guess I'd say like an executive or a senior leader at a large church in Western New York church called the chapel. Love it. Um, was a big fan of the chapel. Um, you know, every church, every mega church, every, uh, entity that's trying to do good and do beneficial things in the world is, uh, obviously, they're subject to criticism or a target, but um, it ain't coming from me. Um, I really am grateful and thankful for the chapel. I had a wonderful experience there. Uh, I miss it. I miss Buffalo, New York. I miss uh, I miss my friendships. Still talk with my friends back home in Buffalo. There, uh, I actually just talked with one of them today, and um, I'm I am grateful for. Uh, the chapel and the, the the time I had there, I loved it. But one of the things that I want to talk about is the long term picture of how nonprofit work is going to survive beyond a large foundation, beyond a large donor, beyond a mega church. Um, these things are changing rapidly, shimerepide, quickly. You know, this is, and, and, and I feel like a lot of faith-based leaders and, and nonprofit leaders kind of have their head in the sand on this. And so I'm looking at crypto in particular, and I'm, I'm examining my entry into crypto on, on two phases. One is I am a huge fan of crypto for the growth of my own personal wealth. It's going to take time. But uh, while I continue to invest in a, in a 401k and 403b plan, I look at crypto and there is nothing in the last, I, I've been in crypto for 12 months, I've never participated in something that had as quick of a return on my investment and a growth on my investment in such a short window of time. And if you're paying attention to crypto and you look at these four-year cycles, and I, I realize where people are saying we're in an elongated cycle at this point. I, I get that. There's contributing factors. But here's the thing. The cryptocurrency market is, I think it's a $2 trillion market, just under $2 trillion. Um, and I believe fiat currency is a $200 trillion market. So if cryptocurrency 
eats into the fiat market, the paper currency, the governmental currency market, and just gets to, you know, let's say they only get to twenty-five、um, percent of the total paper currency or government currency market, fiat market. That's a fifty trillion dollar market. Fifty trillion. That is a twenty-five x. Is that right? Twenty. Five times, yeah, it's a twenty-five x of where the crypto market is today. Think about that. So, on a personal level, I've gotten involved in this market because I believe in the idea of pursuing crypto for my own personal wealth. I want to grow that. I I would like to have some more freedom in what I do. And how I do it, right? I'm not trying to get just absolutely filthy rich, or you know, like I'm I'm doing what I can, and I've got bags and I've got positions where I I feel like I've I've researched things as well as I can for layer one solutions, things like Ethereum and Cardano. I've I'm doing my best with understanding the metaverse. I, I'm kind of not participating in the NFT market, except to say that I with NFTs,、uh, you know. A lot of NFTs are built off of the Ethereum、um, currency、uh, in Solana, and so I have positions in those. I I mine Ethereum currency. So I am personally looking at crypto and saying I want to make a entry for personal wealth into crypto for my own personal gain. But I'm secondarily looking at it because my heart is in faith-based nonprofit work. And my heart is in nonprofit things that do altruistic good. I'm passionate about those things. I want our communities. I want people's lives to be better. And I feel that there are entities of faith-based philanthropic work, non-faith-based philanthropic work that serve an altruistic good. Those things I want to help with. And I want for nonprofit leaders to stop thinking about. Just assuming that a big church is going to write a big check, that a large donor is going to take care of everything, that、um, support raising is the only way to go about raising funds, that grant writing is the only thing that you can do to get the money, to to win a bid with a donor advised trust is the only way to go. You know these things are good and they are around, but they're being disrupted. They're being disrupted, and as someone who was in a, a, a pretty—I would say—a a, a pretty influential position at at this church that I worked at,、um, we had asked for financial help all the time,、uh, and it was fascinating to、um, to interact with people and, and get to know them better and see who who really had a plan to I to to really diversify how they were going to get things done. And who、um, simply just wanted us to write them a big check and take care of everything. And you know, I I've sat on some boards,、um, and I won't go into details. And I've I've worked with individuals where they just expected that we were the gravy train and that we would just take care of things. And、um, and they they their methodology to this day is not about how do I learn about. Crypto, or a new technology, or how do I be co-vocational? I mean, that's that's another thing that just, you know, kind of fries my cakes a little bit. Is 
you know, there are people that are simply just like, oh, this is what I do. And the idea that I would go work another job, you know, or the idea that I would have to cobble together a couple of things to make it work, you know, I'm just not doing that. I, I'm sorry, but um, sometimes you got to hustle. And I am someone who left a very cush gig. I, I was compensated well at the chapel. Um, my family was taken care of. The chapel was unbelievably good to my family in terms of how we were taken care of financially. And uh, they, they, they always, the person who used to do our benefits uh, um, for healthcare and retirement and disability and all that stuff, he would always talk about how it was a rich benefits plan. And it's funny because when I left it, I, I remember telling uh, two of my really good friends who, you know, uh, my friend Jerry and my friend John, um, I, said, I remember telling them after I left, I said, hey guys, listen, um, if you ever need somebody to on your team understand how rich and good the benefits package is, because I know they hear that all the time, you just let me know and I will happily let them know that once you step out of this organization and you try to cobble and hustle and, and make a living, because that's, I really don't have a career anymore, okay, I... I am cobbling a living together and that's okay. You know, like the reason I had to leave um, my work with the chapel, it was about me. It was about, I needed, I was not good at balancing my career and taking care of my family. And that's just something that um, for the betterment of my family, I made a really hard decision um, and I don't regret it. You know, you can miss things that you used to get to participate in, and I, I, I think that's how I would describe it. Um, and so there were there were moments where, to be uh, honest, I was chasing after a career uh, and and pursuing my career, which was and I had a pathway for it. Um, but I was I wasn't always mindful of how to balance those things. You know, the pursuit of a career with your family, and so I had to step out of it. I had to resign. I had to, you know. And so what that, what that has forced me to do is come to the reality that I have had to become much more creative in how I survive. And I have had to become much more creative in how I can make things work. And I'm still engaged in nonprofit work. I'm still engaged in doing research and, and work for organizations where uh, I'm having to ask them for financial support or help. I'm having uh, to do work to get paid for projects. I'm, I'm hustling. I'm cobbling a living together. And frankly, gang, it's really hard. Um, it's, it's very challenging. And uh, there's days where you, you just can't help but go, man, that gig, that gig in Buffalo at the chapel, um, I worked hard there. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a gravy train where I wasn't working hard. It was, no, you work hard, they take care of you. And and I sincerely, sincerely miss that. Uh, but stepping out of it, it's forced me to look at things in a different way. And so, so aspect of me getting into crypto, that's that's a big part of it. But the professional or the, the organizational aspect of getting into crypto is, gang, if you're in the nonprofit space and you're not thinking about how to diversify and be creative of revenue streams, 
then you need to really think about your ability to lead long term in the space because these mega entities these foundational entities mega churches uh, donor advised trusts individual donors who are just going to write you a check and and the idea that you don't have to go out and creatively figure out better ways to survive like i i'm just wanting to be honest and say like it makes me angry sometimes that in the nonprofit space you got people that really aren't they're just waiting for the next big gift to come in and i think it should be built into the job description of a lot of leadership that either co-vocational or you know hustling related ventures are how you make it in this nonprofit space in the long run um because the big check you know the uncle who saves your butt at the last minute with a big gift or the foundation or the mega church that writes a gift like these things are going to what happens when the tax deduction is taken away from churches in the United States of America do you think that can't happen you think that um america's not moving in that direction so so you lose your people lose their tax deduction and they decide to to donate to something else other than your um f- uh, your nonprofit cause and and then you just you're going to sit there and say um yeah i guess i i guess i got to yeah, i'm going to quit because you know even though i feel called to do this um you know i it's not going to work out i i just think there's just there's an element of i don't want to call it laziness but I want to say maybe lack of invigoration to to you know, to just think outside the box really think more entrepreneurially and and this isn't um this isn't in my mind I'm not talking about like well you know those who have um you know just the space to do this like no all of us need to cobble this out all of us need to figure this out and um And I feel like crypto is this incredible way to do that. Now, I'm going to give you an example, and this is not scalable, but I'll give you an example of it. I have four Ethereum mining rigs in my basement. Two of them are solely for me, for my family. Um, I think I've mined um I think the other day I looked it was just under 5 Ethereum coins on my own personal mining rigs, okay? So, um you know five ethereum coins projecting out over 5 years there's some speculation that could see ethereum at $100,000 a coin in 5 years okay so if that's true and i have eight ethereum coins by the time that the mine shuts down in 2022 um because ethereum is right now it's proof of work not proof of stake i think that's right um you know that mine is going to shut down and I won't be able to mine ethereum anymore and I'll have to make a decision to either part out my rigs or I'll have to look at a new currency to mine but two of the rigs are for me but the other two are actually for a church in Los Angeles and I had a business guy real real sharp guy he took a chance on this idea and was like why don't you build two ethereum rigs for a church in LA and see how much ethereum you can mine see how much it can get to and then at its peak we'll we'll cash it out and we'll give it to the church well you know those two rigs could mine 5 or 6 coins between now and when the when the mine closes for ethereum and if we hold it and 5 years from now that becomes $600,000 that that's an example of 
how that money can return on itself. It's not an example of scalability. But here's the thing. I'm taking a chance. I'm taking an idea and I'm trying to figure out how to do this stuff. And so it's not necessarily that we build a bunch of uh, these rigs, but why don't nonprofit entities get into the coin space and look at the metaverse, look at digital real estate, look at NFTs, look at buying coins and holding coins for maximum return. Why? Why is that you know why is that um well we can't do that we don't you know we don't think well you're about to get disrupted you're about to get disrupted and i just i see this coming and i see a lot of nonprofit people not really participating in this space like this and it it really frustrates me it really frustrates me and i think um to be candid i wasn't thinking like this until i stepped out of um the cushy mega gig and and it's to this to this day i'm not in as good of a position financially as i was when i left and that's on me that's my own thing you know like i'm i'm trying to help people think about these things and and i i to be honest i don't know that i've been super successful but um but i'm going to keep trying i'm going to keep having dialogue in fact i've got a couple of buddies that are, you know, hey Ryan, I'm I'm interested in crypto. They have the same kind of thought process which is how do we collectively think about ways to beat disruption uh for individual wealth, but really more than that for nonprofit sustainability. We have a goal, we have a mission that we have a vision that we're we're compelled to run after and it ain't going to stop just because you know the rich uncle stops giving or the or the tax deduction goes away and so we're going to meet every week and we're just going to talk crypto we're going to talk metaverse we're going to talk nfts we're going to you know and um you know it's only 3 of us it's only 3 of us but maybe that 3 of us turns into 50 of us eventually that are in a nascent market like crypto we're getting positions for ourselves personally we're getting positions for partners organizationally and we're thinking about this stuff but i think the time you know the, like the the woe is me the i don't you know i'm not sure what like it's got to stop it's got to stop and you talk about the ultimate leveling of the playing field um raul paul mentioned this uh in a podcast not long ago where he was like at no time in the history of the world has there been this sort of an opportunity for people from common backgrounds common perspectives lower perspectives there has been no other time in the history of the world than to get into a space and have such an exponential return that millionaires could be made uh, in such a short cycle of time this is not a 30 year review this is we're talking 2 3 4 5 years i actually know people who are millionaires that weren't last year Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I know people that didn't have a million dollars last year have a million dollars now. They got in on the right projects. They got in on the right spaces. And um you know, I had a good year last year. Um but as I look at the 5 year cycle, um there's some decisions that you need to start making. 
uh, in the nonprofit space if you're wanting to survive. And I think one of the things you got to start doing is you got to start getting into this world. And you and you can't just expect a um, you know your your rich attenders to to figure this out. Why don't you play offense in this space? Why don't you go after it? Why don't you set up positions, dude? You're gonna fail on some of this stuff. Right now, I've got helium miners.、Uh, I've got three of them in town. I can't figure out the antenna thing to, for the life of me, and so I'm not making that much right now. We don't have a critical mass of of、uh, miners and hexagons throughout Bowling Green. If you know about helium currency, but dog on it, like start trying, start risking, start going after it.、Um, you know, I, for some, you know, one of the things that I've realized about myself is I I got. Really passive in working in the megachurch. Like I was aggressive on projects. I was aggressive on casting, casting vision,、uh, and and trying to implore partnership with my local church and partners in the region. I was aggressive on that, but I was passive in the creative ways to make that happen. And you know, part of me wonders, like maybe I couldn't see this stuff. Until I gave up the secure thing, so that I can feel the weight of insecurity, and it forces you to think different. I think that's a real thing. I think that's a very real thing. So, all of that to say, culture, crypto, and the pace of change—it—it's real. And and if you got your head in the sand, and and what you're thinking about is, well, I just need to work more hours. I need to. Um, I need to charge more for consulting fees or whatever. However, you're surviving in the consulting or the nonprofit space.、Um, I don't know what that looks like for everybody. Teaching more classes. I mean, that's. What, I used to just think, I'll just work more hours. I'll just work more hours. I'll just work more hours. And it's like, no. There's there's got to be a fundamental shift of the the resources that I've been entrusted to steward. Maybe I invest those in a way. That is looking for a more maximum return of gain than simply I'm just going to work more hours and I'll put more money into my 401k and my 403b. Like at some points, you feel like a like a little bit of a zombie. Like it's just going to work out. And and I'll I'll tell you this. Like I am so interested in the crypto space. One of the things I believe strongly in the American economy. I believe in it. I believe very strongly in the American economy. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have bumps in the road. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have problems.、Um, America as an idea is a great idea. I'm not saying that it's it's an equitable、uh, gain across all spectrums and that everything the, the the field is level. But I don't know of a better idea in the world today than America,、uh, just in terms of from from a from an economic perspective. Okay, I, I don't,、um, and so. You know, when you start thinking like that, and you start thinking about, man, I don't know of a better idea here. You you need to start trying to capitalize on that. You need to start playing offense on that. And the idea that it's just gonna that it sh- should be given to you, the idea that、um, uh, it should just like people should just recognize that everybody should. It's just it's that's just not the way it works. And、um, I am. Passionate about taking those earnings, taking those gains, and thinking about kingdom allocation into different places. I really am. I'm trying to do that. I have failed way more at that than I have succeeded. 
I genuinely have failed much more at that than I have succeeded. But I'm I'm continuing to try. And what's really challenging is as I'm trying to play offense in in initiatives that I believe in and that I want other people to invest in, I'm also trying to survive myself. I'm trying to you know keep keep the food coming in. Keep the keep the uh, you know the bills paid. All that stuff. Like I feel all of that weight. And um you know I just think we got to think different in this nonprofit space. Culture's changing. Things that are guaranteed to us now could not be guaranteed to us tomorrow. I think about the tax deduction. Maybe that goes away. I I believe in the economy. I don't necessarily believe in our treasury. <laughs> I mean, we just print more and more and more and more and more and more and more money. Okay. Well, if we do that and your and your mindset is, well, I paid into social security and it'll be there in 30 years when I need to retire. Well, I got news for you. It might not be. So, what are you doing to try to think around uh if that's not there, I got to be thinking different, you know. I don't think people are really I think a people a lot of people are asleep in America, and I think people in the nonprofit space in America are are maybe even more so at sleep. Okay? And I'm only this might be anecdotal, but it's my experience. It's my experience in being in the nonprofit space even today, working as a researcher in the nonprofit space today. trying to cobble out a living in the nonprofit space today and having conversations with people in the nonprofit space that are intimidated by new ideas. I think it should change. So, this one's got a little more punch to it today, but to be honest, like I I'm kind of frustrated. Um I'm trying to survive. I know others are trying to survive. We got to start being creative. And I'm not saying crypto's the only way, but it's a way. Do some homework. Do some research. Get in the game, and don't wait for others around you to just make it big and then go ask them for help. Play offense. Do your research. Do your homework. It's all out there. It's free. Bitboy Crypto, Crypto Jeb, MM Crypto, Miles G Investments. I mean, these are just a handful of people that I watch. Uh, the guy who's uh, I, I can't believe uh, one of the guys who does XRP, uh, he does daily updates. Like it's out there, and these people are younger than me. They're way smarter than me, but they create content. Um, they they want people to have a, a better opportunity at doing the things that they're passionate about. And if you're not pursuing that, it's on you. 